Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. And this is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. Today, we want to talk about slab leaks and godliness mm. and really talk through some principles for how to maintain a godly perspective when problems come into your home, literally. Uh, we've had slab leaks, we've had mold issues, we've had all sorts of these different problems, and this is just a reality of life that we shouldn't be surprised when it comes, and so we want to talk through some principles for how to navigate it well. Yeah, I'll never forget, it was about 3 a.m. in the morning, and little Alyssa runs into our room, and you know, that's common for a little kid, but this time she said her feet were all wet. Yeah. Woke me up, my feet are all wet, and I'm like, oh no, you know, what happened here? So she takes me into the upstairs bedroom, I mean the bathroom, and there is water just everywhere, covering the floor, covering, just spewing out of the pipes, I mean, just just filling. I remember I had to run back and wake you up then. Yeah. And like, how do we stop this pipe from leaking? So we get it all sopped up and we think we're good to go. We're going to go back to bed. Yeah. So I, I come fumbling out of bed and yeah. there's like an inch and a half of water oh. piled up in the upstairs bathroom tile area. And so we sop that up. And right when we think we're yeah. done, like, all right, high five, uh, let's yeah. go back to bed. We hear a terrible, terrible sound. Uh-huh. And it was the sound of rain inside of our house Definitely. coming from downstairs. Yeah. I remember that sound. I remember us walking downstairs and looking at our entire family room. Yes. The couches, the the floor, all of all of our to- toys, everything, the rug, everything totally soaked. Just Be, yeah. pouring through the because ceiling. There's water dripping through oh, the ceiling at various places from the bathroom above. Yeah. We didn't even know what to do. I mean, I remember being like, uh, uh just mouth agape like what what do we do next? Yeah. Yeah, I think in, in my mind, I, I had kind of thought through the ramifications of the leak in the upstairs bathroom. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's going to be some minor damage. Worst case scenario, we need some right. new tile laminate flooring stuff up there. But when we walked downstairs <laughs> and I saw that, that terrible sight, I knew that it was going to be a major house remodel, yes. renovation, major project that was going to be really disruptive totally. and expensive. Oh, and it was, and it was, but both of those things. Yeah. We've also had other things happen in our home. Yeah. Most recently a house in Indiana that we were trying to sell. We found out from people who were viewing the house, potential buyers that we had mold that had infested the basement. And we, we had obviously not been living in the house. We were here in California and so we hadn't been maintaining the house. No Mm -hmm. one had been and, and mold had just crept into the basement and, not the best way to find out that you have mold from potential buyers, <laughs> but a major problem that ended up costing thousands and thousands of dollars on a house that we weren't even living in. Yeah, we didn't even get to see it. You know, we have neighbors going over, checking with contractors. We're talking with people states away for this major problem and all for this house that we haven't lived in for three or four months at the time. And we're trying to sell and just just a huge, huge financial problem and yes. just headache, headache. Yes. So, yeah. And so I guess part of why we want to talk about this, I was talking to a friend the other day at church who is having a slab leak right now. And he was just saying like, yeah, that should be the next podcast episode jokingly. And then we thought about it and we realized, you know what, this is something, whether you own a home or you're renting a home, you're going to experience 
problems in your house and you can either just have a bad attitude and grumble your way through that when, not if, but when it comes, or you can be prepared and poised to navigate something like this with uh, maintaining godliness. I think that's that's what the Lord would want for um, for Christians to have and maintain through problems like this. Yeah, I think that's a great first point to make, is if we expect something to go wrong in our home. And I mean, I've heard all over the map from rats or cockroaches being in yeah. or, you know, leaks or windows being busted or needing to be replaced. I mean, it's just there's so many places where things can go wrong. And if you have the expectation that, you know, all of this is not going to last forever, things are going to bust and break and, and be prepared for it, not to be shocked by it, um, then I think you're going to weather that storm a little bit better. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> when you said rats, it made me think of the time we had mice over oh, and over again in our goodness. house. Oh, my And I remember this one time when I was trying to kill one with a nine iron. Oh. And you, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you stopped a golf me. club. I was I about said to no. deliver. I was about to deliver the fatal no. blow. And as I, as I yeah. wind back, you stopped me. So you yeah. probably prevented a mess, which was probably Yes. Good, and like cracking our tile with a <laughs> nine iron. I mean, it hey, was just. I'm very controlled with a nine iron. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm hitting mice, okay? Yeah, so mice. I mean, there you go. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But if we expect it, we can we can get through it in a better way. Yeah, part of the reason we can expect it is because we know from Scripture that we live in a fallen and broken world. Things go wrong. Uh, there are problems. There are disasters, great and small. And we ought to not be surprised when they come. And so just having a, that expectation uh, ought to help in maintaining godliness, not being surprised when stuff like that happens. I think another thing that follows is that we do understand from Scripture that God is sovereign. He is in control. And so when stuff like this happens, it's not by mistake or it doesn't just slip by um, accidentally. It's all under God's meticulous and careful control. And so we ought to have this, this sort of trust where we do acknowledge that a loving and caring God is allowing such circumstances, placing such circumstances in our lives to push us and stretch us and grow us and ch- change us in ways that we wouldn't otherwise be changed. Yeah, and that's something you really have to hold on to amongst some of these big issues, I think, and come back to is that you trust a God who sees the whole picture, who's in charge of the whole picture, and you can lean and depend on him. And this really separates you from your neighbor, maybe, who isn't a Christian, Mm. who doesn't have their hope and trust placed in God. I mean, that you should look different, I think, because you realize, ah, this God whom I serve and worship, this God who I place my whole trust and life in, he understands this. He knows it's there. He's put it there, and he wants to teach me through it. And so this is, I think, a daily... For me, I have to like put this back into my brain daily. I have to to pray through it. I have to tell God I trust him when I'm on the phone with somebody who's quoting me, you know, thousands of dollars of work. I have to just really turn that over to him and and say, I'll follow you through this in my best way, you know, and just totally believing that you're in charge. Totally. And I think you just brought up a third aspect Uh, a third perspective in what you said just there. You said that our response as Christians ought to be different than our neighbor's response. And I think that's a really good point in this conversation. Our reactions and perspectives about these kinds of problems should be affected 
by our underlying trust in the Lord. And so that should make us respond differently than people who don't have a trust in the Lord. So here's a, here's a way to witness to your neighbors. Here's a way to adorn the gospel and put on display a transformed life, transformed perspectives, because we don't get a free pass to complain or to grumble or to have a bad attitude when issues come into our home. We ought to stand out by the way we handle this kind of stuff. Totally. And it's so easy to (laughs) complain to all the people around you, to do the woe as me, to put it out on Facebook, like how terrible everything is. And just to kind of, to lose your witness, um, lose your witness to your neighbors, the people that you're witnessing to, lose it to your family members who are unsaved, your kids. I mean, the people around you should look at your response and see that it is different. And um, even to be able to, to capitalize on the moments when you're in conversations about the issues in your home to say, yeah, you know, I know that God's in control of this, or I know that this, you know, this home isn't going to last me forever. We're, th- we're thankful for it. We're, we're blessed by it. But yeah, there's going to be issues. We're just, you know, we're trusting that God's going to work through this and, and we're, we're not, you know, falling to pieces, which you can yeah. see happen out there. Well, you talk about a major bridge to the gospel in, in terms of forming a bridge in, in conversations with your neighbors or um, parents of, you know, teammates of your kids or whoever it may be, that is an easy and non-awkward transition to the gospel where you're bringing up a highly relatable thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got, you know, experience with this in one way or another. And so you bring this up and you have this shared experience, yet your perspective is drastically different. And you're able to testify in that conversation that that you trust the Lord and you're not worried about it. And um, you're confident even that God is doing good things through it. Right. That, man, that, that is a huge testimony. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's maybe a fourth thing to identify that I just said there is to acknowledge that God is doing good things through it. That, that would be a Christian perspective uh, to have and maintain through house problems. An accurate view of God's sovereignty. God's in control of the situation. We talked about that. And sometimes the good things he's doing through it are to financially bless you. And other times they are to... <laughs> take a financial toll yeah, right, on you. Right. It's not always, oh, this is happening so that I'll get some material good out of it. Sometimes the good that comes out of it is spiritual growth and maturity, which we can argue is better than money yeah, or a remodeled sure. bathroom or whatever. Right, right. One of my good friends uh, asked me once in a trial, have you really gone to the Lord and said, what are you trying to teach me, God? And I said, you know, I had to say, oh, I I haven't done that. And her encouragement to me was, you know, and we can relate this to these house problems is, God, what are you trying to show me through this about myself that needs to change? What are you trying to show me about my thinking incorrectly about, you know, maybe my possessions and my stuff, my worldly goods, and really come to the Lord and ask him to reveal sin in our lives in response to what's going on or how we can grow to be more like Christ. And I think that's a huge, huge uh, way to utilize a problem for good in your life, in your family's life, is to say to the Lord, I know I can grow through this and I want you to show me where that growth is and I want (laughs) to go through the pains of 
becoming more trusting in you or becoming less attached to my money or becoming whatever it is through this problem. When our house in Indiana wasn't selling and months and months were oh, going yes. by of just no, no sale, no sale, we're waiting, we're, you know, we're really growing in patience, we're trying to, I remember some people would try to give an encouraging word and they would say, oh, don't worry, you know, like there's going to be a buyer that comes on, but maybe it's even better and yes. just wait. And you know what? A buyer came along months later and it was worse. Yes. Like God made us wait and we took a financial loss. Right. And that was in his perfect and good will for us. He wanted us to lose money on it. And that was good for us, not financially, but in a different sort of way. And what we're talking about here are some of these spiritual and formative things that, um, that God does through trials like this. They're good and we ought to acknowledge that they're good. Yeah, and if our hope was in our finance finances, that bit, that financial hit with our Indiana home would really be devastating to us. And so, if we can recognize that if we have a financial hit through an issue in our home, that we have a bigger picture because God has a bigger picture than just our finances, you know, being blessed and grown and you know having all that we need. Sometimes it's in having to trust Him through a financial problem or when there's pressures tight. Yes. And that really leads to the fifth and maybe final perspective to have. And that is what Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount, that all the stuff here in this world is going to rust, moth and rust, destroy, thieves break in Mm -hmm. and steal. So don't store up treasure here on earth. Don't put all of your hope and satisfaction in a house or a car or a bank account or anything like that because... You're going to have a slab leak. You're going to have a water bathroom leak. You're going to have mold in the basement. Someone's going to steal or break in. And mm-hmm. and when that happens, not if, we can uh, still have and maintain our ultimate treasure, which is out of this world, uh, which is Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I was just quoting that to one of our kids about some toy that broke. I just said, you know. <laughs> Tragic. I said, you know, the, these things aren't going to last. Oh, I know what it was. She was preferring the toy and the thing over the person, her, her sibling. Yeah. And so I said, I, I ended up quoting this verse and saying, this is going to be destroyed. This is going to break down, this toy. What's more important, people or, or your stuff? Mm. And I think it, kind of in the same way, you know, what's more important, um, trusting in God and storing up treasures in heaven or trusting in the stuff that you have or worrying and being anxious about the stuff here on earth or putting hope and, and your satisfaction in that. So that's, that's a great message to teach our kids verbally. And I think what we've done in this podcast is try to make a case for teaching our kids that exact truth, like through our actions and responses and reactions to devastating issues in your house or, you know, whatever. Right. So, Well, I think that's it for today's episode, and we're hoping that this is helpful in your thinking when you have the next problem come up in your house. Um, Maybe some of these principles you can think through and apply, but please subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, you know? Why would someone not have subscribed? (laughs) Because they don't know how, but you go, you click a button, <laughs> I think, maybe. You I've had to show how. a few people. Hey, I've had to show a few people. And comment as well. If you have a comment, put a comment in there. You we can, would love to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to hear topics or what your thoughts are on, on this podcast. So we hope that you enjoy. 
That's right. And we did create a new email address. Feel free to send us any questions or comments directly at that email address. It is thrivingmarriagepodcast at gmail.com. So send us something and uh, we would love to hear from you that way. Well, have a great day. Yes. Do that. See ya. See ya.